Welcome to Why Is Mr. Feeney a Car, a uh, millennial memoir TV guide podcast about the 80 action TV of yesterday. I deliver with 100% confidence. With me as always is Aaron. How are we, Aaron? It's a big part of the charm of the show. It's just like, you know, seeing you keep keep the car like like kit in between the lines. Maybe you maybe hit the guardrail every once in a while, but you know. Oh yeah. You know, it just adds to the drama. It adds uh, to the drama and the excitement. I'm doing I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, dude, I'm I'm wiped out. I'm fully um uh David Hasselhoff taking naps. In kit after after the pilot episode where he refuses to give up control to the machine and he's resigned to let's just uh, you know what I'm gonna play Atari in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all right. You have that relationship right with the fairies of Seattle. Like they are essentially like if you if you mm-hmm. fantasize that that is your giant sentient vessel that you're just just taking you to your home. Why you get to play video That's games true. and watch YouTube videos that is and stuff? An excellent point. You can even like I kind of speak into your watch and kit. say like you know uh huh like like when you know the the pair, the fairy's gonna slow down anyway because it's getting close. It's like uh, time to kick in the retro thrusters there, good buddy. And <laughs> <laughs> I should do that, man. The the fast ferry that I I take do now have, that thing like do you have one with hydrofoils? Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's you a can hydro go, go for so, foils like, and. <laughs> yeah. You really notice because they do kick oh, the, the retro thrusters for sure. If you're like standing up and walking from the bathroom, which happens to me because I have the bladder of like a <laughs> newborn baby, uh-huh. um, you'll you'll jump around. It gets it gets pretty uh, rough. The house of pain, you'd say. On the old. Yeah, the seas of the Puget Sound. Um, so. Today we're watching, or we're talking about watching, The Greatest American Hero. And before we get into it, I just want to say, Aaron, it takes a big, big man to admit when he's wrong. <laughs> uh, it demonstrates humility and strength of character, and dare I even say a little bit of, you know, sexiness in a way. Oh, yeah. When a man admits when he's wrong, because I've been hyping up this show <laughs> quite a bit, quite a bit, and um, this pilot is, in my opinion, as the kids like to say, booty cheeks. This was booty cheeks. I I hated this. <laughs> you know <laughs> what did you actually? Think? I'm because I remember hating this show as a child. I was so hyped for this because I'm so glad because you essentially got the authentic 1981 Aaron little boy experience because I <laughs> we used to before the Internet used to have this thing called TV Guide. And it was this magazine oh, yeah. to tell you what was on television and like would hype you up for stuff on television. And on the cover, there is this dude with curly gold bl- blonde hair and a su- <laughs> recognizable superhero suit. And this is the height of like superhero, like the super friends were on TV. Spider-Man was on the Uh electric company. Spider-Man and friends was on the TV. Like I was, I was crazy about spies wearing their fucking underoos. Uh, I was crazy. 
about superheroes yeah. and it's like oh my god a live action superhero show on television it's supposed to be an action comedy so probably funny too and it's this is going to be so fucking rad i cannot wait and because like all the tri- like all the commercials are showing him flying around and like lifting cars and i'm like oh this is gonna be so fucking sweet and I tuned in for this shit and I was so disappointed. I was so <laughs> bummed. It was like, and I'm like, and, I, and I, I thought about when you were suggesting like, God, I hated that fucking show. I was like, but you know what? Maybe it was just more adult than I was thinking. Maybe like when I was a kid, no. it's like I was expecting to be this action thing and it was a lot more like political. And, you know, of course they can't do flying around because they don't have the budget for it. They have to use that sparingly. And, you know, maybe like all the stuff I thought was lame about him not being able to use his suit right is actually super cool and funny. No, it's terrible. No. How did this show make it on the air for three fucking seasons, dude? So, all right, I, I got to tie him out and just tell you where my mind was at. Do you ever go to a hotel and watch TV? And there's like nothing to do in the hotel right. room and there's a TV there. So you just watch just the channels, the I, old I school what, channel experience. Yes, I think that's what got me here because I was at a hotel room. I was driving over to far western Washington to do a hike. And it was that night. It was too late to start the hike. So I stayed at a hotel and I watched this show on a marathon, which I swear was better. I, I, I think. It's a setting up for maybe most improved episode. It'll be right there with Airwolf <laughs> uh, when we watch the consensus best episode of right, it. Right, But like the, the episode I watched one moved a lot faster. <laughs> this was another one of those guys. Yeah. The fucking forsaken two hour, two hour pilot, long feature length pilot. Go fuck yourself. Um, that, that was rough. And the and the the first episode I watched it had Andre the Giant in well, it and that just made god. it Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Like a black hole and, he, and he, he warps the light <laughs> around him and makes it look yeah. <laughs> exactly. So uh I think that's I that's was my previous experience but oh my god this this pilot was rough dude. It was rough. It was pretty pretty freaking rough. Yeah. Yeah. But it was saved by its absolute bizarreness. I, I was going to say, I did laugh out loud a lot at just how <laughs> right. audacious some of the audacity was. It's it's definitely like uh, the audaciousness of audacity. You know, Barack Obama's follow-up memoir wasn't as no, good. he kind of uh, shot, shot, shot his shot in the first one. <laughs> uh... This is definitely the closest to So Bad It's Good of the TV pilots that we've watched, I would yeah, say. I'll buy that. I'll buy that. <laughs> and it starts off extra bizarre. Uh, in chat, the, uh, when we were watching this, we were like, what the hell is... Did I click the right link? Are we about to watch a hate crime? Which I think we may have. Yeah. I think it starts off with a hate crime. Yeah. Do you want me to, to get into the episode? Yeah, I think we should. So we open with the bizarre scene of a well-dressed man in a suit piloting a dune buggy in hot pursuit by countless other dune buggies piloted by what I can only describe as the Mr. Clean Squad. (laughs) Yeah, a bunch of white guys. They're not with with no hair wearing a 
a militia style uniform and aviators. And you know what? Just I'm just gonna remove the aviators. It's not a good look. <laughs> All right now. For the duration of this episode, <laughs> you do not want to yeah. be associated with the Christo fascists uh yes. in this episode. Yeah. Um this is a funny scene because this guy, I don't know why, I can't imagine the scenario that he got this FBI agent <laughs> got himself right. into that was resolved by yeah. a Fast and Furious style dune buggy fight. But he did, right. I also really enjoy that many times he goes through puddles in his open wheel, mm. open car, it's just a tubular frame vehicle, like right there. And they'll cut back to him and his shirt is pristine white. No oh, mud, no splashes, no nothing. Oh, um, you're telling me he didn't do his own stunt? Wow. I, I, yeah, I. Uh, That's hilarious. Yeah, he's totally. <laughs> look at you. Look at that. <laughs> yeah, but he's. That's hilarious. He, yeah. What? But it, it, he's being chased. He's in a doom buggy, being chased by doom buggies. So he. Like, it would make more sense if he was in a Ford Taurus or yeah. something being chased by two fires. Right, <laughs> like, right. How did this happen? Uh, still, he just he just ran into a lake, and he's completely dry. Um, if you, you guys, we started doing this. Jay had this brilliant idea. If you want to join us on Wednesday nights around 8 p.m. Uh, on his fabulous channel, twitch.tv slash blue underscore j underscore streams, uh, that links in the, the show notes. Uh, we record this live and he runs the episode in the background. So even if you haven't seen it, you can see it in real time. And it's kind of yeah. like, yeah, we're just like, you know, cracking jokes about this thing. I call these guys Mr. Clean, but one of them here is about to step out, rocking a pretty nice mm. set of upper frontals, and she's going to bust into right. the sweetest Christian hymn you've ever heard sung. So I guess it's right. the MX clean club the mix clean right, club yeah. because there you just never can tell the, she's still as bald the gender neutral yeah, yeah i mean the, the, it's it's definitely that clean look um but yeah it's uh very very it, it's it's a crazy ass opening for this uh, uh this show <laughs> it is uh, it's bizarre and if I was watching this live in 1981, I'm not sure that's going to, like, hook me. Right. <laughs> like, right. But I guess, you know, there were three networks back then, That's right? true. What are you going to do? Or, watch like, P- Fox was the... Yeah. What are you yeah. going to do? Watch? Oh, we have Fox then. We, uh, what are you going to do? Watch PBS? Uh, that was their, <laughs> their motto. Um, I, so, so we have this intro here that's got, like, it, we're shakily flying into this metro city. Um, mm-hmm. this is the Muzak version of the theme song of this show. What did you think of the theme song? Mm-hmm. Believe it or not. So is this a real song or is it that they yes. use for yeah, it's, it was the intro song. They put it over like, you know, a montage of him doing his mild, mildly heroic stuff. But, but I, what I'm asking is like, was this a song that they put like uh, was on the radio, and they're like, we're gonna license no. that and make it the theme no, song, it, or it, was it the other it way was around? A theme song, I think, commissioned for this show, and Cause it, it did get radio like, play. It, it was fairly not. popular at the time. Actually, let me see this. Uh, greatest American, uh, uh, greatest American hero. I should have this open in a tab. Uh, again, tonally way off from the uh, bizarro 
um, Christian nationalist cult opening. Believe it or not, I'm walking on air. Uh, yeah, it's, this is, this is, this was composed, this was, uh, bespoke for the show, believe it or not. I, believe it or not. It's just so, it's just Uh, so soft rock for this kind of thing. But I guess this is kind of the soft rock type of show, man. Uh. There was some interesting music in this, in this show. There was something that was like kind of pop punky yeah. that felt like really modern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there was some decent just I don't know. This show's all music. over the fucking place. Uh, we're... I, I feel like they got like... It's like they took the writers from like five different writer rooms who are like, technically yeah. we can't fire you guys. You don't deserve to be here, so we're putting you on this project. Yeah, yeah this is the project. Like, no one's on the same and page. Then, but the American people are so stupid it was a number one hit, so they had to do more seasons. <laughs> you have one guy who's like, alright, they're they're white nationalists and they kill an FBI mm-hmm. agent and someone's like, well, what if he falls he, he can't control how he flies? Mm-hmm. Like, nothing <laughs> fits right right <laughs> what if uh what if the 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 other protagonist is a delusional jingoistic uh red hating yeah. yeah it's uh lots of yeah. ideas just fine popping in popping in that yeah. uh, that room uh what if he's a special ed teacher we're about to get introduced to the hero <laughs> of the story ralph hinckley who is a special ed teacher who has a rowdy class, a rowdy class. The right. teacher who has been teaching the class for the previous eight months uh, meets him at the door and says, <laughs> abandon all hope, abandon any kind of hope or pretense you'll have of making a positive effect on this, these children's lives and just, yeah. just try not to get killed. <laughs> and uh, yeah. to be fair, this is a handful. This class, it's a lot. Right. So my my mom's career before she retired was she was a special education para educator, right? Mm. So when I to me special ed means like um kids like with severe learning disabilities and stuff like down syndrome and stuff. Um these are just like antisocial kids. This is like alternate like alternative high school, mm. right? So, I don't know. I guess special ed meant something different think, back then. But these are just, like, rowdy kids. I think in my... Because this... I think this this stopped happening in my day. But, like, when I threw 6th or 7th grade, they did send... Like, there was a the special ed class, and it had the kids that had learning disabilities, emotional disabilities, what you know, um, uh, speech impediments, and, like, yeah, kids with, like, antisocial personality disorders... Uh-huh. All in the same fucking class. Wow. Yeah. Because like I think that got <laughs> yeah. integrated was in seventh grade because suddenly these or maybe just that was just in elementary school because suddenly they were like in the quote unquote you know gin pop. Uh, but but yeah, I, I don't know because it, it it does seem fucked up because these kids just seem like uh, the kids from The Wire season four more than anything. Uh, and by kids, we also mean thirty five year old yes. adults. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Who are, who are taller and older than the teacher. Yeah, and uh, so the, the, there's the one main guy, Tony, and one main gal, Rhonda, and Tony's whole right. deal... love me, Rhonda. Tony's whole deal is he's essentially dra- John Travolta. Uh, he's, he's essentially John Travolta in <laughs> Greece and welcome back, back, Mr. Carter. Yeah, totally. Hey, 
Mr. H, what's going on over but here? But there's something off about it, and it took me a while, and I realized this guy is doing Welcome Back, Cotter. He's doing Christopher Walking doing a Welcome Back, oh. Cotter, John Travolta impression. <laughs> there's this something oh kind of, you know, walking about it. It's it's uh, it's crazy. Um, hey, I'm walking here. Do you there's think, a little um, bit of that Christopher, in it. Uh, exactly. Exactly right. What's his name again? Christopher Walken? Christopher Walken. That's not it. Uh, does he have a podcast called I'm Walking Here? Because he should. I think he's too old and talented for that kind of nonsense. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> like us young, young, untalented. Us young, untalented <laughs> sons of bitches. Um, so he goes in, and his big idea, This is immediately the kids threaten him with violence, and he's like, hey, 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 I will spar you in the gym under the auspices of the gym teacher. Not gonna go well for him if you don't beat me up now. But meanwhile, I want to take y'all out to the desert. Why? (laughs) So, so crazy. show him rocks, apparently. And I think he intended Uh to take him out there past, like, this was like gonna be... Not getting home till late at night. I don't know. It's a over. It's a well. It becomes an overnighter, and they do go in the short bus. They do. It's a crazy bus too. It's like <laughs> well, it's like a it's the A team van repurposed. Like a like a slightly stretched A team van. Yeah. 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 An airport taxi it's with the, an extra row, maybe. It's the B team van. You can fit a lot of people in that uh, their short bus. Uh, so they stop. They stop uh, <laughs> at a diner for lunch, and Tony immediately picks a, ma- a fight with a man uh, over that- nothing. He pulls a knife on this guy in front of his teacher, yeah. and the guy pulls a gun and backs yeah. him down. It's true. Um, it, things get pretty heated pretty quick. That's for sure. And yeah, that's gonna be our um, second main character <laughs> that's the thing what, alcoholic fbi when agent. i was watching this i didn't re- i remembered the broad strokes of this show and why i hated it but i didn't remember the specifics and i forgot this bill guy and i i'm i'm in my notes i have like why is he trying yeah. to butter this guy up how is he because it just makes no sense why this guy would have this extended interaction and it's oh yeah that's it's right just so what happens later will make Makes, any kind of sense. Yeah. Even though it still won't. It still won't. No, it won't. And I swear in the episodes that I watch, this guy's a lot more chill. They get him a fisherman hat, a bucket hat with like fly fish. Oh yeah. Like fly. They're probably, they're, they probably got immediate feedback. Like let's tone down the sexism and racism <laughs> yeah. by like, I don't know, 112% oh, yeah, that- and the sexism is a defining characteristic of this guy. But yeah, by the time they're still on the way to the desert and the sun is fully down. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, what was his fucking plan? Did he get lost? How far outside did I, I thought they were in L.A. or something, but they never really specified, do they? It's like Metro cops, you uh, know, they don't they haven't say um, <laughs> we're from the Tri-Cities area. So on the way to the desert. Uh, the school bus breaks down mysteriously. Its electronics system seems to explode, throwing sparks. Uh, Mr. H has to get out, uh, tells the kids to be on their own recognizance while he hoofs it back to town for help. Yeah. On the way, he's menaced by strange otherworldly lights. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the aliens 
I uh, again, we got five guys who were kicked out of their writers' rooms for being the worst uh-huh. writer, and they technically they couldn't be fired, and they all came to the table unwilling to negotiate. Right. So now we have aliens. No, they just, yes, they yes and everything. They're just like, hey guys, let's do like improv class. There's no no wrong answers. <laughs> no wrong answers. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so the so the 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 icing on the cake here is as he's walking down the road, uh, Bill. The, the drunken FBI agent is, is swerving all over the road, runs off the road, almost runs over Ralph. Ralph screams and yells and gives this guy the riot act. He's like, oh, oh. the thing is, is this guy is both clearly drunk and incapacitated, but also having car trouble because when he got out and said, oh, I just lost control of my car. I thought he's making an excuse for being drunk, but he uh, had the alien yeah. affliction. Yes, the aliens, it's the day the Earth stood still, but localized in this desert on these two guys who are kind of Look destined at... by fate to work together. I get, yeah. I, let's... Or destined by aliens. I want to talk fate. about this, because, but, but, but this guy is, is he's super drunk. Um, the aliens... Uh, they 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 look like lighted grapes until they get close, and then they turn into full on close encounters of third kind spaceships. Yeah, and they had this. I thought this was actually a cool touch. Whoever, whichever the five writers had this idea, <laughs> kudos. You should get an extra one percent on the back end. They communicate by turning the radio dial to random snippets oh, yeah. of radio conversation because they can tune into everything simultaneously, and they talk by picking out individual mm-hmm. words of broadcast. So it's like. You yeah. will go back seat trunk thing. I mean, you know, and I, I thought that was actually pretty <laughs> yeah. fucking cool. It's it works. It's all right. Um, yeah. Here's the close encounters. Uh, they started with um, FDR's. There's nothing to fear but fear itself. Speech, which I'm like, okay, that's like, I it's like the biblical angels coming to Earthlings and being like, yeah. do not fear me. Whatever. Yeah, that's cool too. But then do a Hitler speech. They do tune in for a brief Hitler speech, which also apparently in 1981, if you're just like dialing through the AM stations, you'll get uh, <laughs> right FDR and Hitler both I mean, a- AM got weird back in the 80s, man. You don't know. <laughs> yeah, so it's um, it's I don't know. I it's it's flabbergasting. This this show again. It's saved by its absolute bizarreness. But the effect of the aliens looks pretty good, honestly. Like they brought in George Lucas for one minute. Yeah. Oh God. I wonder if that oh, actually hey, literally okay. is something they reuse from Close Encounters because it looks too good. It looks it, it looks too it looks, good. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So the aliens. So here's the thing. The aliens go through this Kabuki act of the radio, and then they just send down the dead FBI agent and manipulate his body to just talk <laughs> As to <a> them. Ghost. <laughs> I manipulate his body. Do you think they're using like telekinesis on a corpse? I don't. I mean, because he says he's dead. He looks dead. This guy looks yeah. ashy as fuck. He's like, he's like greenish purple. It's true. He's a zombie looking man. Yeah. That's well. That is true. He looks like um, in Day of the Dead. The zombies in Day of the Dead. I think this dead. is like wearing an Edgar suit is what I think is happening. <laughs> and, he, and he says... There's a bunch of cockroaches in there. This, this setup is a fever dream. He says to them, now listen, 
Uh, I'm going to give you this case that contains a super suit. And you, and you've never met each other until today, you're going to be the boss of him, and you're going to go through all uh -huh. the problems of the world to solve and make all the command decisions about it. But this guy's going to pilot the suit. And if mm -hmm. either of you do not want to participate in this scheme, it's okay. The suit will disintegrate in seven days. Also, this Ralph guy is the only person on the whole planet that can wear the suit. <laughs> oh, is that? Wait, I didn't, I didn't catch yeah, no, that. They Why? did, they did make so, that clear. I thought anyone that could wear... Well, it's because um, he's literally the only person with a twig-like enough frame. Well, they, it, where they, the, they, the I, suit they said something about his like genetic compatibility or something. I thought. Oh, I mean, I've at this point in when I was watching this, I was more focused on like, oh, Aaron's gonna hate me. Why have I done no, this? No, man, because it's, it's this was a it's, huge this mistake. Is a, this, is, this is a really fun one to cover. It's a shit show, but those can be funny. <laughs> the thing is, is like. Is it? Did they pick him because he's the bluest-eyed, blondest, whitest person on the planet? Are are the are the aliens white supremacists too? Is it just white supremacists at the uh, top, at the bottom? They're they're appearing as above, at, so below in the in the desert at the white supremacist compound, playing uh, Hitler over the radio. They're manipulating the body of a black man who was killed by white supremacy. <laughs> not like theoretic or systemic like actual white supremacists <laughs> I don't know you know how there's that theory that the Nazis that escaped World War 2 live on the dark side of the moon yeah yeah <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's who these <laughs> aliens are they're the are. iron sky they are the Nazis yeah could yeah. be uh, that's that makes as much sense as anything else in God, here. What'd you think of the zombie man touching hands with his partner through the glass? Like they were lovers. And this is the, well, the final you know. conjugal visit before death row. I, it was weird. You probably get pretty close to I your guess FBI that's true. partner. Maybe. I, I, Did Mulder and Scully would ever they be in that subversive? Like this is an Edgar Hoover. Like this guy might be... Because like, he's super fucking American and he hates commies and he might have been like mm. in love with his partner. Nah, this show's not that not that smart. Ernst All I'm gonna say is Ernst von Rome. Alright. Let's <laughs> let's move on. So uh Mr. H returns to the bus. He's got uh he he found an instruction manual in the case and he tucked it back into the suitcase, the literal suitcase. But it works itself. Yeah, the, the chosen one, the one man on the planet who can be trusted with this suit, by the way, immediately fucks it yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> he drops CD as he's walking. Uh, it slips out of his case and is lost in the desert. Um, so he has no idea Believe how to use it or this. Not. Yeah, but would it be written in an alien language anyway, or would it be written in like? Now dial to at at six forty five and twenty three seconds. Dial well, to. Well, I think what they did is they uh, possessed one hundred two point one. They possessed the the body of a copywriting clerk, and they had them transcribe the manual in English. Oh. <laughs> uh, there's some hilarious translation errors that probably would have got him killed if he had actually read it. So this is actually better. Uh -huh. This is actually better. What happened? They had their they had their army of neo Nazis kill a translator. Yeah. Uh, did I mention the FBI agent guy just says this piece is out as soon as the aliens leave he's like 
Nope. Fuck your box. Fuck all this. Oh, yeah. You can go to the loony bin if you want. I'm out of here. Uh, Which is reasonable. That's a reasonable, <laughs> rational response to what just happened, of course. Um, I'm having a psychotic break because I just uh, trunk drove, killed a man in the desert. My partner! And uh, this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, 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 no, I didn't just run over my own partner. Uh, <laughs> uh, he came back as a zombie alien. Uh, uh, so Mr. Mr. Hinkle goes back to the bus. Uh, the kids have already started taking it apart. It's a fucking mess. He tells them to put it back together. Rhonda uh, asks if he can... By the way, the previous this is, teacher yeah. called her Romance Me Rhonda. Yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Uh, she has a thing for she teachers. Has a thing for She's teachers. like, do you love me? She's like, yeah, do you love me? Do you like me? Uh, my mom. Yes, she's hot for my mom says, essentially, My mom says I'm a whore, but she's a whore, too. Yeah. So what does she know about it? It's, it's fucking crazy. <laughs> right? And Mr. Hinkle, he's, you know, he's like, look, I'm just your teacher. I can't help you with any of all that kind of stuff. And then she instantly turns on him, right? You know, she's she's scorned. So she says, I hope Tony hurts you tomorrow. Blah, blah, blah. Um, we have a scene that will not make sense until the end of the next episode. And it still is not going to make a lot of sense. But it's a man in a suit chewing out the putative vice president over his speech performance. Oh. This is going to make sense at some point? Not really. It's going to be part, <laughs> okay. but uh, the the guy who's chewing out the vice president plays the senator from Nevada in The Godfather Part Two, so that was kind of a thrill to see this guy. What? Yeah, yeah, he's a real hard ass. Um, have you seen The Godfather? Right. I've not ever seen any Godfather. Man, we're we're gonna have to swap movie experiences. I'm gonna have to watch the good, the ba- or uh, yeah, the good, the bad, the ugly. And then you're gonna have to watch the Godfather. Wait, you've seen the good, the I bad, have, and the ugly, right? I have, but like okay. I'm telling you, All we right. need to, we need to, we need to fill this this Godfather hole for you. Anyway, okay. Fun fact: He is the senator from Nevada who uh, hates Italians in Godfather Two, and it ends well for him. <laughs> we'll be back to talk more about why is Mister Feeney a car after this quick break. And now we're back with more. Why is Mister Feeney a car? Okay. So, so he's like, he's so, so the vice, vice president is warming up to give a speech where he says, I might be committing political suicide, but apparently he's breaking with the president on a bunch of social issues. It, I, I don't right. even think the writers, if you held them at gunpoint, pumped them full of truth serve serum and shook them and asked violently, <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? What the fuck is that? The actual issue. They would not, they would not be able to answer to save their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, first contact would perhaps um, divide politicians on how to handle that. Like, the president wants to let everyone know that the aliens are real and they're out there. They're handing out hundreds of these suits, by the way. Right. <laughs> and and uh, for everyone to give to us, they're giving three to the fucking reds. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sick commie bastards. Um... Mr. H gets home six hours late to the babysitter. This poor woman was supposed to be relieved at six o'clock. She's been there. It's mm-hmm. now almost midnight. Uh, she she does pick his pocket to, to make up for it. So I Not, guess that's cool. It's true. But this is why you don't just randomly take your class into the desert. Yeah. 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 With no as a with teacher. no forethought. Because even if the aliens hadn't showed up, you're still like maybe only two hours later. 
You know, like you're you're still really <laughs> fucking late. <laughs> you lied to your babysitter, you son of a bitch. So um, the vice president's going on in the background. He's saying. He's saying that as the business community fails, our entire nation fails. And I'm already like, boo, boo, that's never been true. Yeah. That's bullshit. But um, yeah, he's got his points. Uh, meanwhile, Mr. Hinkley. Wow, maybe you should be wearing the red suit. <laughs> meanwhile, Mr. Hinkley goes and uh, I guess Ralph, uh, he goes and opens up the case and starts messing with the suit. He gets called by a lawyer by the name of Pam. Turns out he's got a custody battle for his adorable little six-year-old, seven-year-old son. His wife uh-huh. he's, is a professional that travels, and I don't know. There's, it's, it's a whole deal. I don't really care. I don't. I definitely don't think he should have custody. I don't know the wife. Yes, but from but, what I've seen in the hour forty I've yeah. spent with this family, the mother has yeah. to be better. Yeah, has to be. Yeah, <laughs> this could even be a foster family kind of a situation. It's that bad. Uh, so she makes it clear to him that he has to be at an appointment tomorrow at noon after he gets his ass kicked mm-hmm. by Tony, so that he can have this custody hearing, so he doesn't lose his, his kid. Uh, who's with him at, right. the, at the time. Uh, meanwhile, the kid comes in and is like, Dad, Dad, what are you doing? He's trying on the thing. He doesn't want his son to see, so he locks the door, hastily puts on a robe, and makes his son think he's doing something really weird in that bedroom. His son is clocking something weird and shameful is going on in that bedroom. Yeah, yeah they, they do treat him wearing the suit. As though if he gets seen wearing this, uh, he will be immediately institutionalized, which almost happens. What the thing is, is like, I think this this seems crazy to a modern audience, because if you were in any kind of social situation, you saw a person wearing a super suit. You would not think that's a crazy person. You'd think, oh, there must be a a Gen Con or they must be some kind of comic con or something's going on. Right. Everyone thinks that back in the 80s. It was like a colloquialism. Like cops would show up and it's like, this right. guy's got his fucking tights and cape on. Like you've lost your fucking mind. If you're dressing as an adult, dressing like a superhero. So it's a, this weird kind of like cultural artifact that I don't think people would get anymore. Yeah, it's true. In, in this era of convention and everything, and just like elaborate Halloween costumes. Like, if I could see a, someone in a full Master Chief and just be like, oh, cool Master Chief costume. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, but, like, I do feel like it was kind of realistic that if you saw a person just parading around in tights and a cape, you would think they were fucking crazy. Um, Did they not have luchadores in the 80s, though? Come on. Well, I mean, yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like, no one would, okay, no one would bat an eye if you're dressed like that at, like, a carnival or a state fair or like, you know, like places where you'd expect something to be or a, a but like, uh, yeah, like in the bathroom of a, C, a convenience store where you got your right. kid, you know, I don't know. Right. Um. So. uh, He also they're they're the real we, we talk about super friends. They actually show super friends on the television. His son's watching it. He's watching it. And he, you know, the, the whole <laughs> message of truth, justice, peace for all mankind. You can see him getting inspired uh, of what he could do good with this suit. I, and he looks directly into the camera after that mm-hmm. piece justice. He's doing like, it right now. Oh, yeah. It's a uh, very fourth wall shattering. Amazing. I would that's one say. Of the, that's yeah, one of, that's one of the, the suit's mini superpowers. 
<laughs> it breaks the fourth wall. Right. He's got the heat vision, just shatters it. Uh, so uh-huh. there's this scene here now where he's gonna he's gonna talk to his son, and he's like, "Hey, look, uh, you want to live with me? You want to live with your mom?" And boy, this is like a six year old kid being put in the middle of this shit. Uh huh. They yeah. Who do you love more, mommy or daddy? We, we got we got a lot of development as a society to do from the eighties of how we treat uh-huh. divorce and parent custody, and I'd still think we're not doing it perfect, but holy shit, uh. Kid also in the front seat of the car. Right. No seat. Are they, belt. Yeah, I was gonna say, are they even? Are there? Are even seat belts installed in the car? I don't think they are. No, <laughs> probably not. Um, I don't know if that's a made Grab for. Onto the handle. I don't know if that's a made for Hollywood deal because I've heard that like a lot of times they don't wear seat belts in movies because it interferes with this, that, and the other. But pretty wild. Right. Yeah. Wait, I see. Not wearing seat belts was not illegal when I was this age because I was this kid's age at this time. And they didn't make you wear shit. No, it was a, and you and and you didn't do you know that's harm. right. I lived. I was just fine. I went into <laughs> three fucking head-on collisions. And I was fine. <laughs> but ejected from each and every one. You'll never guess, Jesse. Like I, I, I sometimes I see these these twenty-year-old kids. Uh, they'll be they'll they'll remark about something like COVID responses to COVID restrictions or wanting to ban gas stoves because they're, it turns out they're actually dangerous and they really do a number on your air quality and stuff like that. They're like, imagine back in the days when, when seatbelts were, laws are passed. Imagine people oh, complaining about it. Like, today? Dude, they fucking Never. did. They fucking did. Yeah. When that shit happened mm-hmm. in the 80s, mm-hmm. people said the same shit. Oh, yeah. It's infringing on your oh, freedoms. Yeah. And it's fucking government intruding on their rights where they didn't need to and blah. It's 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 all it's it's always been the same. It's always been the same as far as I can tell. Well, humans don't really change that much from generation to generation. No. It's a struggle. It's it's, it's it's a constant struggle. Um, yeah. Speaking of struggle, the principal meets him at the door where he's about to get his ass kicked by Tony mm. and says there's some drunk clown in the school upper school bathroom he's specific about the upper right. school bathroom like some harry potter type of direction on this shit <laughs> and the prefect's bathroom uh throwing up uh, uh and guess who guess who it is jesse uh is it bill it's bill it's bill and so a couple of times i've had friends like apply for jobs with the government where they have to get a security clearance and um part of that security clearance is you have to like have people vouch for you basically has this ever happened with you uh i've never had to vouch so, like, for someone for in some kind of intelligence <laughs> operation no uh-uh. Th- this has happened to me twice where uh, a person from the government like a, a friend of mine applied for a government intelligence job. Mm-hmm. They had to be like list three friends and we'll go interview them about you. And one of those times, uh, a guy, the guy that conducted the interview, we went to the UW library and he like pulled out his like badge and was like, I need to have a room so that I can talk. And the person was just like, absolutely do whatever you want. This guy's an FBI agent. I don't know why, like, he isn't just like, hey, I work for the FBI. I need to talk to Bill Hingley. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Instead, he's, like, just throwing up in the bathroom. He also let a school teacher 
take his gun and throw it into the desert. Like he, I don't think he's at his best right now. Is he actually an FBI agent? I think, yeah, no, I think he is. It's just, I think, isn't it like Loki supposed to be grieving his partner? Because he says in this scene, like, I haven't drank for 10 years. That's why I'm so fucking worthless right now. And it's so funny because he says, I don't believe in alien shit. I'm a buy the book kind of guy. The guy who's drunk driving almost killed somebody. Yeah. Totally buy the book kind of guy. Uh, I don't like things getting over (laughs) in the margins. What the fuck does that mean? Uh, But he's like, on this, he's finally on board. Like we have to figure this whole suit situation out, and he demands on running the show. He asks if the guy's read the manual yet. He's asked if he's tried on the suit yet, and he just peppers him with a whole bunch of establishment type questions. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this is one of the many periods in the pilot that things kind of stall out. And right, because they're padding really again. It's the... padding, padding for the the future yeah. length. So uh, speaking of padding, they put some padding on their face and hands. Amazing segue, Jay. Uh, <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Tony. Tony is now okay. Tony and them are boxing, and even though the Tony is obviously much younger, much stronger, much physically larger, he is the dirtiest fucking fighter in the game. He gets a, like, after the bell's rung and, and Mr. H turns his back, he oh, gets yeah. a rabbit punch in the back of his head. He tries to fucking yeah. trip him into round three. And despite all this, Mr. H sticks and moves, moves and sticks, and fights uh-huh. him to a a 1-1 one, one and draw. So they just tie. Right. Which is an unsatisfying I conclusion. Think he, he, like... Does he like resign after a round or something? I don't know, but he's he's winning the respect of these troubled, right? Quote unquote teens, right? These troubled thirty five year olds. They're twenty teens at this point. So after the fight, uh, Mister or Tony uh, talks to Ralph, Mister Mister Hinckley, in the bathroom and apologizes in the locker room without apologizing. And then said, hey, you might be all right, Mr. H, but you better stay away from my squeeze. He's talking about Rhonda. And he's like, look, yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not trying to fuck your high school. Yeah, I'm not trying to fuck, I'm not trying to dick down your high school, <laughs> sweetheart. Uh, you just need to show you show her respect. The same kind of respect you're trying to show me. He's like, oh, man, Mr. H, she's a girl. You'll respect women. And he's like, actually, maybe <laughs> right. try and buy her flowers. Hey, what the, f-? you know, I don't know. He's he ain't no Cary Grant. Uh, this this is a this is a weird guy. I didn't like it very much. Yeah, uh, it's it's like someone doing an impersonation of a greaser. Too. It, it is it's just... Christopher Walken doing an impersonation of a greaser. <laughs> hey, Miss, I I don't know why when you I say that no I want to try the impersonation. I know, but it's so hard. It's so hard. It's like <laughs> it's... it's like a hairpin curve, man. You just fly off and out uh... of control. So Mr. H pulls out the, the lot, uh, foolishly thinking he's going to keep his appointment with the child custody hearing, and right. a blue van pulls out, obviously tailing him. Uh, a, a, a semi is jackknifed in the middle of the road doing some kind of construction, forcing Ms., uh, Ralph to go off-road. Now, I honestly don't understand why he pulls over and gives up trying to get to the location. Like, is this semi blocking the literal only way to get to the courthouse <laughs> it's a it's a small town in california wherever they live 
I mean, it just I guess doesn't make back a lot. It doesn't make any sense. Like, like I thought maybe he realized he's being tailed, and he That's was moving point. to he ditch just... it. But no, he just moves and he tries. He, I think they never say it, but I think he's going to this payphone to call and say I'm going to be late, and then he considers using his suit. Right. Yeah. Again, five worst writers, no wrong answers. Yeah. So. He decides to take the suit into the bathroom of this convenience uh-huh. store, and he's so prissy about it. He's lined the floor with toilet paper. Oh my god! I don't want to. I don't want to step and pee. Oh my god! Uh, so he's in. He's 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 putting on his cape as a man walks in with his six or seven year old boy, and this man is aghast. He is thinking this man is psychotic. Yeah. He is maybe trying to dress uh-huh. up as Superman to pre- prey on young people. Uh, <laughs> he's he's like he calls the cops on the guy. He does. For, he complains to the manager first, and then calls the cops. It's wild. You gotta do something about that guy. Yeah, yeah. And then the blue van shows back up. Yeah. Why did he stop? Why didn't he just continue driving to your right? Yeah, I don't. Maybe he's just running late because of the Tony talk. But like, my God, how close did you schedule your time, man? Um, so <laughs> the blue man group, or so I'm going to call the blue man, uh, the blue van, the blue van, the blue van, the blue van group, blue van group. <laughs> is uh, pulling up to check on this guy. I can't find him at the C-store because Al, Ralph's back in an alley trying, and, and he's got his clothes changed into his super suit, and he's trying to figure out how to fly. And the kid that his dad is afraid that he was going to molest <laughs> has wandered outside yep. his father's vision while he's ca- talking to police uh-huh. about the fruitcake that's in the cape that's trying to molest kids in the bath. Well, bathroom. maybe that's why dad was so concerned. Is this... um. Kid. This kid is very well, vulnerable. <laughs> he's, very... he's constantly wandering away. This stranger danger <laughs> does not exist. He has no yeah, functional no. stranger danger awareness. So <laughs> he says, Mr. Mr., don't you know you got to take three steps? You got to jump like you mean yeah. it, and you got to put both hands out like Superman. Alien should have given this kid the suit. So... He tries Except the aliens would just molest. Him. He has to set his clothes down to try this. He does it and he takes off into a totally uncontrolled flight. He is crooming. Yes. This is the, first this of is all. Well, how would you describe the quality of these effects, Jay? Um, I would say blockbuster-esque. I would say special effects um award guaranteed. <laughs> Uh-oh. Would you say this guy looks cool flying through the air? Well, he's not supposed to. But... <laughs> do you think also, like, do you think that this is 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 it cool? No, is it oh. funny? And if it's funny this time, well, how much longer do you think it'll be funny for? No, it's also not funny. But I don't know what things were like back in 1981. I was That's negative fair. five at this point. This might have looked good. That's the thing is, like, I think people like you always hear. You always hear stories about like when when cinema was first born that like they would do these wild tricks like they would show a train coming out of a tunnel right. towards a camera yeah. and the whole audience would go like <gasps> and they dash out of the way because like oh my god that thing's coming at you and it looks so fucking real because they were too stupid to real like right they don't have the frame of reference to deal with it all. 
you, you hear about no, they were just stupid you, no, you, you hear about like the war of the worlds where this guy gets into it and he says their aliens are going to invade as a as a tv show uh, and people start like getting shotguns and taking over towns and like mm-hmm. going berserk because they think it's real right yeah, um, or like how people thought 9-11 actually happened. Right, yeah. Complete fools yeah, yeah, yeah. and imbeciles. Rubes. Rubes is what we're talking about here. Uh, I think, <laughs> yes. I don't know, maybe I'm maybe this television there was just so fucking stupid that you just didn't have to try that hard. Like, I would like to see a, an actual legit good show. I've seen entertaining shows. Like, I think Dukes of Hazard is very right. entertaining. I think Knight Rider is very entertaining. I'd like to see like a good uh, show. Like which what's the good one? Like, like was yeah, Hill Street really... Blues good, or was it just better than this shit? Matt Mash was good, right? Was I mean I don't know. Like the other thing is like if you have thirty episodes a year that you have to make, are uh, all of them good? I don't know. Mash might just be entertaining. Mash I'm might not, be I entertaining. I like Mash. Have you watched a lot of Mash? I haven't watched a lot of Mash. I will sit down and watch Mash. Like it's a it's a good. Ah, man, it's definitely an entertaining show. I don't know if it's good. When did TV start becoming good? Was it was it Breaking Bad? Was that no, the first good show? Some people say Oz. What was the first good show? Like, uh, Sopra- Oz? Sopranos is there. Like Lost, I think people uh, say Lost because it had like... Lost? It's, it's when, it's, Lost was not Well, good. but here's the thing. It's when shows stop becoming episodic, which, you know, just based on like a random thing of the week that you have characters just kind of going through this machine that's just a content machine versus like you're trying to tell a story chapter by chapter by chapter. Because television before like the X-Files, you just didn't really do that. You know? Well, but at the same time, Days of Our Lives is like... Well, yeah, you're right. The soap opera. 60 years old. Like what's less episodic than a soap opera? This is true. You do have me there. Oh, dude. So maybe soap if... operas were actually the good television of the day. Yeah. What if, what if for season three, three of Why is Mr. Feeney a car? Does daytime soap? We, we just do daytime soaps. Or we get, we choose one How would and we, we do watch. It? What story? Because you'd have to do a storyline. You'd have to like go into a season of like. No, we watch it new. We watch it. We watch day cutting one, Days of our lives. Lives. We, no, no, uh, like we watch the days of our lives that's on tomorrow. Oh shit! <laughs> well, that's, we jump in now. That's definitely <laughs> off the Ballywick or the what do you call it? The like, out of our wheelhouse, <laughs> but you know, that, that could maybe be really funny. My mom was a huge Days of Our Lives watcher, so I know all this like late '90s, early 2000s Days of Our Lives mm. lore. And I think I got maybe best era Days of Our Lives. I got Possessed Marlena Days of Our Lives. <laughs> that sounds delightful. I, I think, anyway, we're off, we're off, aren't we? We're off our Ballywick. <laughs> yeah, we've gotten way off. No Ballys, no Wicks to be seen. Um, so he, he uh, the, and the theme song comes on real strong. Oh, that was actually, that's one of the things I really liked mm. about when he, every time he tries to make an, a ab- fake out. Uh, an abortive yeah. attempt, the, 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 orchestra swells and the theme songs are and it cuts off when he yeah. can't make it. Um, that was legitimately funny. Yeah. That was the first time I laughed intentionally with the writer's intent. <laughs> uh, so, so he, he takes off, he crooms like a, a ping pong ball. He knocks his own self out running into a brick wall at the end of this alley. Uh, the blue man, the blue van group turns out to be <laughs> a private eye who is just snapping yeah. Polaroid after Polaroid after Polaroid of this guy drunk, passed out, knocked out in an alley in his ridiculous costume. 
Uh, right. And the cops pick him up and see these clearly insane and take him to the psych ward. And I believe that is the natural pause of the two episode pilot. So, um, it's, is it? Yeah, I think so. But, uh, it's not a natural pause for this here podcast. So let's keep on rolling. <laughs> actually, it would be like a sick place does... to put a commercial break. I'm going to actually pre flag oh, yeah. that and see what happens. Uh-huh. We'll be back to talk more about why is Mr. Feeney a car after this quick break. And now we're back with more. Why is Mr. Feeney a car? So the, the, the cops drop him off the hospital. Tell him he's tell this staff he's running on pure ether. Yeah, which is um, actually a medical diagnosis in 1981. <laughs> I feel like that's like 1950s dialogue. <laughs> like this was his, the, his vapors are off, ma'am. This is the 85 year old writer who's been writing since like the Dick Van Dyke show <laughs> and he just won't die. Yeah, listen, we can't fire him. Right. He will lose his dialysis and die. We gotta find a place for this guy. He's in the greatest American hero writing room. Right, right. <laughs> he's like in a wheelchair with like an IV drip uh, or something. He just wheezes he's a, out. He's in an iron lung. Yeah. They built the writer's room around him. When I when, when back when back when I was uh, when I was a uh, young strapping writer, we used to call the crazies say they say they were sucking on ether. Good one, I saw Charlie Chaplin and he was running on pure ether. <laughs> All right, technically he was roll he was holding the talking feather at the moment, so it goes in the script. That's the rules we decided on. <laughs> so Ralph is going through the horrifying prospect of being committed to a hospital against his will as a sane person, and is being played for laughs, <laughs> which is delightful. Um, while uh-huh. this is happening, he starts getting this premonition. He can see through the wall like a yes. teleporter that his it's, buddy Bill is being menaced. It's unclear because he's not seeing through the wall. So he's projecting uh, contemporary meaningful stuff. Yeah. Kind of like when Luke Skywalker was in Dagobah yeah. and he's like, my friends are being tortured. Yeah. It's that. It's, I guess it's a plot hook. He has plot hook o vision. Yeah. It has to be projected on a flat surface like a wall or a mirror. That's true. It's, it's, uh, and he sees Bill being menaced by these white supremacists who are all dressed like priests, <laughs> like a Jehovah's Witness assassin squad. Oh, yeah. You know what? The, the aviators are coming back off. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> So Pam stops by and says, hey, you missed your fucking meeting. By the way, I just got a call from the, uh, the cops. Uh, oh, you missed your meeting. Your wife hired a PI. She's got a whole bunch of pictures of you in a fucking super suit passed out in the alley. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, the cops call and say you're in a nut house. I have serious doubts about your case here. Your child custody case. Uh... It, 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 as, so she reads Miranda. He he starts throwing a fit and says, "I got to get out of here." He leaves the room and with this this uh, I guess instinctual use of the super suit starts throwing orderlies around. Uh, they know his. F- oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot of flipping stunt guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he vaults into a convertible, which is a VW Bug, and they take off his his cape streaming in the wind. It's actually kind of another visually comedic thing. And she says she calls. She mm. puts a lamp. Uh, she puts a hat on the lamp. Right? Is that what you do? You you put a you 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 lampshade. You put a lampshade on the fact that he's doing that. But she says, "Would you at least sit on your cape?" Now, here's. Go ahead. I think 
I think lampshading is synonymous with putting a hat on a hat. I think those mean gotcha, the same thing. Gotcha. Except for like putting a hat on a hat is like in a negative <laughs> context and lampshading something is supposed to Put a to hat on a lamp. <laughs> be like It's like calling attention mm. to I something. Lampshading was that you've but, but like in a way to like increase suspension oh. of disbelief where hat on a hat is something that's so unnecessary, ridiculous it takes you out of it. Is I know if we asked everyone in this writers room they would different exactly. And they'd all be wrong. They'd all be wrong. <laughs> Uh, the the craziest thing happens, Jay, after hearing all this, she professes, Mm -hmm. she's his professional lawyer. She professes her love for him. Bonkers. Fucking bonkers. And he says, oh my God, I was thinking after this case was over, we could date. And she's like, I'm way ahead of you. Not only have we talked about this for the first time, but my parents are coming next week to meet you. And you got to stop all this cape alien shit what this wait the parents are coming i don't know she says she goes she goes my parents are coming next week to meet you and you cannot be doing this cape and alien stuff they'll think you're crazy yeah she's not just in love but they're basically engaged to be wed at this point they're making when did she invite her parents she's what was was she's like hey i want you to come and meet my client I'm representing him and his son in the custody <laughs> battle. It's, it is, it, it is pending divorce yeah. case. Like, but, I mean, what? it's so bizarre. What, what? It's so bizarre. Like, if you're into uh, single dads, I mean, be a, a sexy divorce lawyer. You're gonna, you're, you're gonna have your pick yeah. of the litter. Uh, yeah, it's again, it's just like, of course yeah. they're in love. And he never questions it for a second. Well, the thing is, is everything he says here, like I, we know that he's telling the truth and this is actually happening to him, but this sounds like literal deep delusion. Like it's pan delusional. It's a government man mm. and an alien have given me superpowers and the clairvoyance. Like it's like every crazy thing you've ever heard on Art Bell coast to coast in one fucking story. <laughs> If he was the son of fucking Neptune, he would have gotten the bingo. This is, um, this is what Kanye West thinks he actually is right now. This is, this is the, this is the, the, the universal force that crazy people tap into apparently. Hassan Piker has this hilarious bit to me where he's when a when a when a middle aged guy starts going a bit nutty, he's like, "This this man is a victim of divorce court." <laughs> <laughs> that's literally what's happening. You. Yeah, just it's, it's just there's nothing you can do. Yeah. And this is the same thing has happened to this man as a, apparently. As a, as a middle aged man who's been through divorce court, I've been, I got a little deranged True. by the process. True. So yeah, I I might have a. I might have imagined a super sexy divorce lawyer who instantly <laughs> fell in love with me and I and I got superpowers and my new best friend works for the FBI. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. The and other aliens. thing common about these five washed up writers is that they have all just gone through a bitter divorce. Or are going yeah, through one. Yeah, from the yeah, same woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so he arrives, he's compelled to arrive at this area. He's guided by the spirit force uh, to this compound. Uh-huh. And uh, over her protestations, because she still think at this point thinks he's crazy. Uh, 
But she also, also loves, loves him, him and wants this to This is where him. she tells him that, like, my, my parents are coming <laughs> in seven days. You've got to stop all this Superman Lois Lane talk. Um, so he clumsily flies Fucking over bananas, a fence man. and promptly crashes into a tree. It's not cool. Right. It's not funny already. Um, that something is funny is he's sneaking around this giant compound in a bright red suit in broad daylight, but he's doing the classic, like slinking against the wall and like taking exaggerated <laughs> tiptoe steps and all that stuff. It's just really, it's like Sam Fisher, <laughs> Sam true. Fisher and Splinter Cell should have this skin that he can unlock. Cause it's just high comedy to watch this guy sneak about. <laughs> Um. Uh, well, it turns out he's not very good no. at it. <laughs> so he, he 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 lets himself be discovered by the Mix Clean Club, and he takes off with pretty convincing super speed. Uh, wait, you're kidding, right? I mean, they I don't know how just, they did it, but they make him look like he's running faster than a person should be able to look. I like I I like him. I like the I like the smoking footprints. Uh, Look at okay, that. yeah, it's smoking yeah. footprints. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like how he he, he has <laughs> to like creating. skate at the because he has got no brakes, so he's just like digging his heels into the the path. I don't know. It's 1981. What do you want? Uh, who's having a psychotic coping episode now, Aaron? <laughs> it's you. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, they're sweating Bill in the back room. Uh, Bill's got big. What are you gonna do? Stab me? Type energy from a guy who eventually gets stabbed because mm-hmm. he's just having none of these. Uh, tough white supremacist bullshit. Like they're threatening him with cattle prods and genital torture, and he's like, "Do it! I've been, I, you know, what, what, God, what is his exact? I've been, I've been worked over by better switch hitters than you. Like he's just like, yeah, switch hard hitters. as a fucking nail. This guy. Yeah, yeah, I got my fingernails torn out in Dubai. Uh, somehow he's realized that, the, so the senator from Nevada that I called out early, his name's Nelson Corey, and he's allegedly the richest man in the world, and he's juicing up these white supremacist guys, and Bill has figured it out only too late. Uh, Ralph is able to remote view Bill's impending torture, and he decides enough is enough, and you're going to try to, like, Night Industries 2000 through a concrete wall. And impressively, Don't he makes break. it like halfway through. It takes him two attempts, but he yeah. does eventually bust through there. Yeah. I like the guys, like, as the wall almost starts collapsing, it's just business as usual, giving him ample right. time for well, What would you do? You're like, what the fuck just it. happened? Like, did someone wreck in, like, and, you know, like, do you stop the torturing right yeah. then? Do you evacuate the room? And now this guy's in there and he's, he's stage <laughs> throwing you left, right, and center. <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, um, oh, he effortlessly breaks the oh, head handcuffs. That was kind of cool. Like, I yeah. feel like they, the, the one thing that they do yeah. well on this show, the one superpower they sell is the super strength. Yes, and there's a lot of handcuff yeah. breaking. Yeah. Which I feel like... I feel like the wrist would break before the handcuff does. Oh, if you're, if you're snapping someone else out of the handcuffs? Yeah, uh-huh. I bet you could do it. I mean, you'd have to be real careful in the application. And he doesn't seem like the type of guy who's real careful. No, he's not. As we will find out at the in the very yeah. last dragging, dragging minutes. Uh, so they have this elaborate intercom system that calls out the entire mix clean club. 
the doom buggies and, are, uh, they hit they get the doom out. buggies warmed up uh and he flies them both over the wall with like an extremely painful landing and bill's like why the fuck did you do that yeah. he's like i'm telling you i don't know how to do this shit uh, and what's funny is Bill is really slow getting into the Volkswagen Beetle. Like you can see that he <laughs> he is moving. Oh Jesus! Yeah, he's like that was I just that was a thirty foot drop on the cement, son. <clears throat> That's funny. He is actually selling it a lot more. That actor. It's like I'm an old man. Yeah, there's in a couple this. people I, to put their fucking really back hurt. in this episode. The one his partner. What was his name? McNally or whatever he when he was driving that dune buggy I don't think he was actually moving I think he was sitting on a stationary dune buggy with a a fan blowing in his face yeah he sold terror Uh and barely in control of that dune buggy and this guy selling uh I am an old man who just got dropped 30 foot on cement they they put their back into it this this guy's there's high quality uh, This guy is Robert Culp, by the way. <laughs> I don't know any of these these other people. I don't think anything was ever made of them. But uh, Robert Culp, you'll recognize from television. He was famous on I Spy. Uh, he had a recurring. He's been on uh, Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, yeah, you'll what? you'll you'll recognize. Oh, he's the mom. The mom. In Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> yes. You know, Deborah. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Um, and he voices Raymond's brother. That's actually a dub. That guy's voice is comically high yeah. in real life. Brad Garrett. Uh-huh. And he does, he does, he, he puppeteers the puppet known as Ray Romano. A lot of people don't know. That's not Rocky a real Cooney guy. Style. Yeah. Uh, so. I was thinking Alf. They, but, uh, uh, the senator from Nevada turns out he is the same guy as Nelson Carr. I think I explained that. Uh, he's doing God knows what in some kind of tactical bunker. Uh, they are, I guess this is their, their scheme is just to make the vice president president. It's a coup. It's a coup attempt. Again, nothing ever changes. It's the same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. Um, Pam. Is this before or after the, the scene where the, uh, lady lawyer. This is, this is before. This is before. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. And stop. Bill gets to meet Pam here. Bill's the sexist pig. Um, it's like. Yeah, he's like, she's probably some sort of feminist. <laughs> right. Uh, for whatever that meant in 1981 on, on primetime television. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> she's some sort of suffragette. Uh, he insists that he needs to make the command decisions, even though he seems to be kind of he's like a drunken dumbass. Um, and she still right. doesn't think that he's a superhero. She still thinks this is insane. She orders them out of her car. At that point, Ralph decides to pick oh, up sure, her uh, car to demonstrate that he's got super strength. And she faints. Right. Oh my! She does this a fucking trope. Oh my god! Oh my god! This happened all the time. It used to happen all the time. Like anytime a character was shocked, they just fucking faint. Oh, yep. it's such a goddamn chore to watch. Uh, <laughs> you know, you know the thing that's never happened to anyone right. you've known in the history. It's of like your in life? anime when the guy gets nosebleeds when a girl kisses him. Like it's like this weird cultural thing <laughs> like, that we all just decided did happen. Like people would get so shocked they would. Yeah, faint. that definitely doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah, <laughs> no one's ever gotten a nosebleed no, when they see collapse. a pretty lady. Definitely people not can, me. People can fall over. People can get weak in the knees, but they don't like fucking black out. Okay. Uh, uh so. <laughs> All of this is happening uh, in a a nice little quaint um, covered bridge sort of a set here. I want to ask, 
Aaron, what's the deal with covered bridges? Like, the, these do not exist well, where I live. You. I don't know if you guys have them. Let me tell you, them. the Midwest. What are you afraid? I, You're afraid of getting your bridge wet? What is the point of the covered I just, bridge? I just, my, 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 it's so funny because I, I, um, Cecily's just wearing her covered bridge t-shirt the other day. Uh, Ohio okay. hotbed of covered bridges, as is Indiana. So, oh my God! So what? it turns what out that wooden point? bridges, when you have like super variable seasons where the sun's beating down and then the ice blows and blah blah blah, they they last they a hell of a lot longer it? when you put a roof over them. So they started covering their bridges so they would last longer. Doesn't it take? But then you have to. Don't you have to? replace the yeah, every, roof every 20 30 years you got to put new shingles on or whatnot but like yeah that's still a that's lot less but it's last. a lot less maintenance and work to 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 replace that than replace the entire oh. bridge i don't know that's what the, that's what the story is always that's what they tell you when they go on the field trips and in, in uh in junior oh, high school you know okay all right i guess I guess there was proper metallurgy by the time they're building bridges in western washington yeah. but yeah. This is definitely this is not a thing you will ever right. see where you I all, live. You a, all had like essentially bridge. Tarzan style uh, rope bridges until you just had steel bridges, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, we went straight from you Tarzan. Were, you were you were colonized uh, well, from the outside in, you know, like from like not not uh, from like, you know, the the inside out like the Midwest was. We went from um cocking the wagon and floating uh, straight to suspension. Yeah, yeah. they invented the Panama Canal and it was no all steel of all day from that point on. <laughs> anyway, that was just my little uh, covered bridge aside. Uh, so it turns out Bill's a, a crazy, crazy uh, uh, pro Cold War, pro capitalism commie hater. Oh, yeah. He's yeah, a Cold, he's warrior. A Cold Warrior. Like, ever, like essentially everyone was uh, back in the day. Listen, Hickley. he's raving about the Soviet laser cannons. He's raving about how he wants to destroy their military uh-huh. assets. And uh, he wants to use the suit, by the way, which they're learning it power by power. At this point, they know that there's right. super strength and right. flight. That's yep. all we know. And he's like, we can use this to go attack <laughs> nuclear right. submarines. So we and take, we can take on the entire grad. Eastern Bloc, dismantle the Iron Curtain single handedly. <laughs> right. At this point, we don't know what happens if, if our protagonist <laughs> right, gets shot. Right, <laughs> then, then we'll find out here in a bit. Don't you worry. Um, yeah. And he wants to see, he wants to quote unquote stick a crooked nest or cro- a crooked stick into the hornet's nest and twist it until they sing. Uh, she wants to go to the authorities. Uh, I guess uh, Ralph is the voice of reason, the middle path, where he's like, let's let's uh, play, keep it to ourselves, but play it a little cool. Um, and they yeah. realize at some point that there's riots in LA, the national guards being pulled in and they yeah. somehow make this leap of logic that this is connected to the vice president visit. And then there's... they further decide that it's a ploy to get the vice. I don't know how they figured this, this part of it out. Did they overhear something in the, the Nielsen's layer that I missed? I don't, I don't know for sure, but like. The the whole like L.A. riot p- 
plus white nationalist militia thing. It's just like oddly like racial in a in a completely unnecessary yeah, but this is all way. Kind of like helter skelter race war. Mar- that was about race yeah, riots. Yeah, no, <laughs> but the thing is, like this, it's like yes, it's like it's like children carelessly playing with guns. These plot lines. It's like. You know, right. this this vice president cynically stoking the, the you know, by throwing money to the urban bl- areas and going to get on and like like and, and that's like bad for business. I don't know. Um, I've, I've, I want to know where they got this footage from, because we get like stock footage of the many of, times uh, the downtown areas of America burnt down in the 60s and early 70s, like. Right, but I'm I'm wondering if it's like the Watts mm, riots, which one in particular? Like, yeah, because here's like the National right. Guard being yeah. deployed. Like that was a, that was like racial yeah. unrest in California, yeah. and the vice president is teamed up with a white nationalist Christian fascist right. militia with a billionaire, just, the billionaire bankrolling like, him again, same as it ever like was. That in this writer's room. Like, someone needed to come in and just be like, guys, chill. This is a story about a guy who doesn't know how to this use a super suit. comedy. Like, stop, like, stop the hate calm, crimes. Calm down with this. <laughs> it's just so bizarre. So like I said, somehow they figure out that the vice president is trying to make a coup on the president, backbiting this Nielsen guy, and they have to warn the president. So, problem right. is, Ralph's kids at at the house and obviously there's a custody battle going on. He can't leave him alone. So what does he do? He calls a special ed class to in mass watch his, the, his son. Now I want to believe these kids are going to be okay, but right now they're not okay. They were left alone in the desert for 30 minutes. They dismantled the bu- Like this is, in, this is insane, right? His lawyer, uh, he's doing this with the full okay, knowledge of his lawyer. They were abandoned in the She has a duty true. to the court to report <laughs> this, by the way. <laughs> no, lawyers are not, man. Well, actually, you might I don't be right. Know. I don't know. That. Like, if, like, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't. It's like she doesn't know. You don't have a sister. Yeah, she's representing him. She probably doesn't. It's a civil a matter. But I, it's just like, it's fucking crazy. It's fucking nuts. Uh,. It is yeah. bananas. It is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he comes back in thirty minutes. They've ripped the kid's heart out. <laughs> hey, we, hey, we, we've been taking anatomy class for the last eight years. Uh, we tried juggling your kid. It just wasn't wasn't fun. Uh, <laughs> we tried to turn him off and turn him back on, but he won't turn back <laughs> oh, on. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um. So. Uh, Rhonda, so so Rhonda is now going to Tony because he's like, oh, hey, babysitting. That's kind of you're fucking gay, right? And <laughs> don't let anybody yeah, hear Rhonda's this. Like, oh my god, this is insane. Why did I ever get stuck in this class? I'm going to just decide not to be this way anymore and go into real high school next year. Um, because he's it's like, aren't, aren't you tired of being trapped? Just oh my god, it's a some crazy shit. Um. Again, like more evidence that he's an alternative school teacher. Like the special ed teacher in my high school was in high, in the same high school. Right. Like these kids are in yeah. a separate alternative high school. Anyway, right. whatever. Uh, so some so they go to some military guy. I think is he the head of the National Guard? Is coordinating anti riot stuff and 
Uh, he's and he's got some weird it's all like nondescript. I don't know. Yeah, he's like got, that's he's wearing like a Malaysian yes patch yes. or something. Like I don't know what he's that's from the to be. <laughs> branch of the military and he's with right. a unit and uh, he the right. important part is he <laughs> believes them. He the FBI guy knows who this guy is. He makes contact with them. Tells him about the whole yeah. plot. He can cut a lot of red And the tape. guy's like, you know what? Uh, I've actually been hearing of intelligence about this multi-phase operation. Let's get in a, a state car right now and go right to the president. Meanwhile, they're going into the fucking boonies, and they're like, what the hell's going on? And this uh, General Lee Samoa apparently pulls a gun on him and says, <laughs> you're, you, uh, you're, you're fucked. I tricked you, essentially. Immediately betrayed. Yeah. Immediately. immediately betrays immediately betrays <laughs> good work Bill. um so ralph says it's going to be cool pulls his collar down and reveals underneath his jean jacket he's got the super suit on right so which not much of a reveal considering we saw him like donning the clothes on top of the super suit in the previous right, scene right. but you know again america was apparently like, much stupider when it comes to television, much more stupid. So they had to make sure, you know, y'all also, you might've been getting a beer on that scene. You know, the kid might've gone uh, screaming through the right, living room. No yeah. You can't pause. You can't yeah. fucking pause and rewind. Uh-huh. Get fucked. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're also listening to uh Johnny Unitas do a touchdown drive. <laughs> uh, yeah. On the right. Radio. Uh, you're distracted you're, by your 12 pack into the night. And uh, you not uh-huh. you need things to be repeated. You know, you need simple things. You're listening to a couple times. <laughs> FDR. So you can get it. <laughs> FDR's fireside chat was uh, distracting you. There's this whole new radio thing the about era. aliens taking over sure, the earth. Sure. You saw you just saw uh, for the first time a train and you thought you it was going to run through dodge, your You had to dodge room. out of your lazy boy. Uh uh-huh. Your 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 roommate is drawing pictures of bison with charcoal on the uh-huh. wall. Yeah, this is a different, a different era. era. Things were different back then. <laughs> so uh, the the colonel brings him to the senators from the Nevada. Like, ah, I caught these guys. They're <laughs> stupid around. They caught on your plan. And, <laughs> and Ralph steps forward. like, I'm Ralph. What's his face? And I teach special ed at the local high school. And Nelson's like, get these fucking guys out of here. Like, I don't, that, you just like, put them in a yeah. broom closet, uh, Then, <laughs> which is the pro- appropriate response to have to them. Um, and also, I love how this suddenly this mansion turns into a medieval set. Like, this is something from like a goddamn <laughs> Warner backlot. Like, this is just like they shot, they uh, shot the, the three Cavaliers yeah. on this back in 1963. And, yeah. they, and they've been writing it off ever since. Uh-huh. I wonder that's totally true like when you go to Walmart to order a birthday cake and you go you got this big binder you can flip through it it's like oh Mickey Mouse oh Paw Patrol oh Princess's stuff oh the uh, you know this that the other uh, you can like there's like all these different concepts did they have that on the different backlots like binders of like look at all these different sets at different places because uh-huh. how the hell because like yeah. as a writer you're like in season three of a show you're like Jesus Christ what are we going to do this week what can I do we have a submarine set. We have a. Oh my god! We can do the Russian submarine plot, guys. Like it's like is that is that how most of this shit gets written? Yeah. Is this why there's so much shit going on in uh-huh. the back lots? Anyway. Yeah. Or or it's like uh, they have to use 
each set and prop once per year or the or it's a depreciating asset or something <laughs> so it's like we need to work biplanes into this but you're totally right this is like a medieval freaking palace like if, uh, at some point skeletor is gonna be like oh sorry guys uh, <laughs> i thought oh 9 30 yeah anyway it's all yours uh he's got a uh, look, the, the tulip blossoms in chat. She's watched those lashes. Why can't the lawyer babysit the kid if she's going to be like a stepmom soon? I think it's because she has to. It's her car. That's the only reason she's tagging along, right? <laughs> but so the, uh, it'd be funny. Yeah, the aliens but, came by right now. It's like, oh, and also take Pam. <laughs> Pam's also a vital part. <laughs> like, let's <laughs> just fly off. But, um, uh, Hickley, Hinkley always kicks her out of the driver's right. seat. He's always like, move over, toots, I'm well, driving. He doesn't seem like he's a great driver so, either. I, that's, I thought that, I noticed that as well. No. No, he's like always nodding off at the wheel and using his like Plato vision yeah. in the rear view mirror. Uh, so Pam suggests that they, she. <laughs> There's a literal wall scotch. I know, like torches and shit. <laughs> I think Andre the Giant batters this particular door down in the Princess Bride. That is so, that is such a funny call. You're so this, right. They just went to a medieval This is some Spanish set. Inquisition set, man. I don't know. But anyway, uh, they got, the, so they're, they're hiding out in this thing. They're like, well, um, the, he busts out of everyone out of the handcuffs. And he starts taking his clothes off. I don't understand, like. Everyone acknowledges what a drawback this suit is. Why don't you do if it, if your powers work? Why don't you just wear your street clothes over it? Problem solved, dude. He's it's California. It's hot. He's wearing a lot of layers right that's now. That's true. That's the one thing you, you you're, that that spandex doesn't yeah, breathe. It's bulletproof, <laughs> but it, it it just is. That's the part. Yeah, you just you just sweat. Just seals seals in the flavor. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> We'll be back to talk more about why is Mr. Feeney a car after this quick break. And now we're back with more. Why is Mr. Feeney a car? So they, uh, he's sous veding himself right now. Uh, so they're all, they're all, they're, they're, they, they douse the light and they're laying wait for the white supremacist to show back up at the medieval cell. They're being held in vice president calls the president and says, Hey, I'm with uh, this billionaire. Uh, why don't you come pick me up? Uh, by Air Force One or Marine One uh, for the rest of your tour. And it's revealed that they plan on, when the president lands, storming Air Force One, taking it over, flying it over the ocean, and then the one, oh, there's just the one guy, the colonel's going to bail out, and the Air Force One's going to crash, and then presto, change we have a new president who's down with our white supremacist agenda. Yep. What a crazy scenario that would be. Yep. So uh, the the mix clean clan comes back and oh my, I'm I'm really close to coming up with the Ku Klux one of that. But, yeah, uh, I, I almost got it. They come and check on maybe on the second episode, the second time through. Um, when they come to check on Ralph and company, and they get their shit rocked. Like, does they just come ejecting out of that room because he's he's beating the shit of him uh, out of him? Um, I like how. I don't know how they did it. Maybe it's because he's, there's his mannequins or something, but the way he effortlessly moves unconscious bodies. Oh, uh, yeah. He like, yeah. grabs two or three of them by the ankle and just drags them around very convincingly. Um, well, again, the super strength. 
it's lit by like a uh, iPhone flashlight True. camera. <laughs> True. So, yeah, but, no, it's uh, a, it looks good actually. You're right. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's 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 like I said, the super they got the super strength figured out. Like he just zoom zips that guy into the room. Yeah, um, grabs him by. But wouldn't that like pull his pants off anyway? Um, I don't know if you grab him by the by the ankle, not by the pants, by the ankle. I think I think he'd be good. He's probably got super strength. He's probably just crushed every one of those ankles, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah. That guy's never gonna walk again. Yeah, he's gonna need an orthopedic surgeon. And meanwhile, Bill is 1980s. like struggling with his. Man, that's actually a nice little scene. If mm-hmm. if the rest of the pilot were shitty, I might have noticed that. Yeah. Yeah, but again, like I imagine a seven-year-old watching this, getting slowly more and more pissed that this is nothing like that they were expecting, and they got excited over nothing. Um, so Bill tries to talk Ralph into buzzing the presidential helicopter. It's like you got to buzz them and ward them off. Ooh. And Ralph's like, "That's crazy. I'm Captain Crash. I'll just fuck it up." But he decides to give it the college try. Now he picks up two large lights. Uh huh. And just jumps at the helicopter. I don't know what the lights were for. Um, so that they would notice him flying at the helicopter. They don't. You don't it's think like, he'd notice the guy in the red suit yelling, "Get out of here, you dummy!" Well, I think it was supposed <laughs> to look like a Meg or something. Oh, I see. So you get the attention. They pay. pay he, he drops one light. That's okay. He's got another. Uh, the helicopter is just kind of taking all this in. And, Ugly uh, helicopter, by the way. By Airwolf standards, no way. Well, yeah, this is like the more Marine One looking one, though. It looks That's like actually, a beluga whale. It looks yeah, like it's gonna it's like talk sea, to you in a old children's helicopters. Yeah. Piece of Marine equipment. What do you want? It looks like it's, it's supposed to be like, "Hello, children." Wait, Marina? No. When it's called that, Marine One, it's not because it's like like sea, like yeah, of no, the it's, ocean. It's, it's it's a Marine. U.S. No, Marine piece of equipment. Yeah, like Marine Corps. Yes, yes, but they it's have also real a cool Marine. helicopters. They do, but they don't use them for air, for Marine One. Okay, you're right. It has pontoons on it. Technically, I think this thing can land in a lake or whatever. Um, right now, it is uh the the they 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 use a large Sikorsky VH3D Sea King. Or the newer, smaller VH60N Whitehawks, whatever the fuck that is. But yeah, the old, the old, these, the old Sea Kings. They're like, yeah, very awkward looking helicopters. They're yeah. not, they're not like a, you know, pick the president up in like a fucking Apache. Listen, if I was, uh, if I was president, there's no chance I would ever step foot in a helicopter. <laughs> like, <laughs> no way, dude. Not a, not a chance. Um, so he goes up and he, he, his message to the helicopter pilot is get out of here, dummy. I thought mm-hmm. that was like what? What's the dummy? What's the dummy? Well, um, obviously he, he was in the in the navy, so there's a rivalry going on there. Ah, right. So yeah. there's they're they're also taking heavy gunfire. I think that's the other clue that the the pilot needs to fuck off, and he says as much. He says, "Yeah, the right." Mission. Ralph gets to crash. Uh, then he confronts the white supremacists. They all unload on him with their uh-huh. N16s. Will you describe how they dis- how they sh- how they show that he's bulletproof? Yeah, he um kind of curls up his uh his forearms in front of his head, and all the bullets ricochet off of his suit, which apparently also absorbs the kinetic energy of the bullets. It's not Here's just bulletproof. When he says the bullets 
like literally some some production assistant is grabbing a handful <laughs> of whole ass yeah. bullets, cartridge and all, a brass, a primer, uh, the firing cap or whatever the fuck you call it, and the the, the bullet itself, and just takes a handful and it just throws it at the guy's chest at throwing speed. You're right. <laughs> they just kind of bounce off of them. It's just uh, whole ass bullets. I don't even yeah. know if they're the same caliber of weapon. It's like, oh god, it's so funny. Oh and, my god. Uh, but yeah, it's demonstrated like he can put his arms in front of his head, but he's surrounded right now. Now I'm no marksman. I'm not claiming I could make this shot at this range or anything. Mm-hmm. But this guy's also like his his head profile is huge. It is. He's got a it giant. Is. It's seventy five percent hair though. So yeah, you hit a bullet through that, it's not doing nothing. It would be funny if there was a scene where he like he holds his hair up a little bit and there's a bullet hole that's still smoking. Like one of the bullets like <laughs> just got his hair due. Right. Right. Um. So they flee from him, and then Bill takes him prisoner. With him and Pam, no backup. Just take this entire crew prisoner. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, um, right. Yeah, the, they come out and he's like, "You're under arrest," and mm-hmm. everyone puts their hands up, including the like four star general and, and the all the thugs. wealthiest man in the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and again, I can't stress this enough. It's just two dudes, and then the super powered guy takes off because he's uh oh all right this, mm-hmm. the dune buggy tries to ride off and he kicks him backwards and then uh ralph's like look i gotta get home i left my kid alone with a bunch of lunatics <laughs> yeah he's uh, like he's, I, I gotta go before the cops get here you're a cool guy i met yesterday and hit me with a car who's an alcoholic and also <laughs> my lawyer girlfriend fiance apparently. you got it <laughs> yeah, yeah fiance uh, can uh, you tell me why he, he so he goes to fly off? Why does he steal the light? Oh God! Oh God! Why does he steal the light? He steals the light and he fly. I have to find his way home. I guess. <laughs> I mean, it, nothing like maybe that's what it uh, is. It's just like, oh, I don't want to get hit. I want to make sure people see. Or I, I don't know. But he just he takes one of the big airport does, lights that apparently they just have lying around. But when and, so he uh, flies does, he he flies around L.A. for a while, has a little fun with it and they play the theme song again is he do you ever see him holding the light at this point now it's too zoomed in yeah but you get the you get the theme song at the end with the cuts of him flying um believe it or not it's just me this next scene is going to feature tony talk uh having heart to heart with mr h and the setting is them playing the most god-awful basketball you've ever seen as a Hoosier, this, this scene hurt me. It, I was white men. Yeah. You don't have to play basketball this way. You can, you can I, actually hit uh, a layup. You can hit it. A, 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 you can you can have a jumper off your four inch vertical. I know I do. Like <laughs> what the hell? I was watching this on the bus to the ferry, trying to stay awake, cursing cursing the fact that this show was still going at this point. It has like 10, 12 more minutes. It's, it's yeah. like it, the pacing. Also, oh my god. Oh, I just... The thing is also... Is it, a, is it a plot point that none of these guys can play basketball? Because they can, they can shoot as many takes as it takes for these yeah. guys to hit a bucket or two. But no one hits a goddamn shot in this entire sequence. 
my assumption was uh, the protagonist, because he doesn't have his super suit, he doesn't have the agility to make a shot anymore. And What's then Tony's I did, excuse? He doesn't Look at this brick he hits. Yeah, it's, it's bad. Like clear, just, I don't think I. The thing is, like the way they even handle the ball, I don't think they've ever touched a basketball before. Look no, at that! It's really bad. It's that was just straight off the rim, oh, not even close. <laughs> I mean, come on, man! It's, come on. Um. um so yeah, they're uh, they're they're just launching bricks. Um. I don't know the the he's worried that Ron, Rhonda's leaving for regular high school, and he's like, "That's actually cool." She's trying to do this and that, and I don't know. There's a, there's, there's a mess a, about. Yeah. There's about a minor Tony. plot point where Tony's like, "I heard, I heard a bunch of these crazy skinheads say there was a man flying around." Right. And, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. Hinkley's like, "You don't believe that? That sounds like right. something straight out of the funny papers." And then he's like, "You're not such a bad guy after all, Mister H. I'll catch you later in the funny papers." Oh, also he calls him starts to call Mister Hinkley too. Like you can see that the respect is starting mm, to be forged. Yes. Yeah. Um. Boy, it came a long way since that power struggle over a chair back <laughs> in the first scene. God. Uh. So Pam and Ralph meet Bill in the middle of nowhere, deep throat style, uh-huh. and he says, "Look, I'm I'm with the FBI, and I've somehow managed to quell all investigation into this, and I've written off everyone that saw you in a suit as cuckoos." Um, but I want to, we got to start running things my way. We got to be squeaky clean and you got to quit your <sighs> job. And Ralph says, I don't give a fuck. I'm not doing any of that shit. Yep. And what's the, also he's like, but the, the but then Bill comes back with what well, the aliens said they wanted this way. And Ralph's like, well, okay, I guess. And Bill's showing some flex on the cold warrior shit. Yeah. He's like, we got plenty of domestic problems. Maybe we don't need to spend all of our time fighting the Ruskies. As long I think as we can, we yeah. should concentrate our policing in the blighted urban <laughs> cores of America. Uh, specifically within about fifteen miles of Burbank, California. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Our strangely non-specific city that looks strangely <laughs> like the back lot of many. Yeah. 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 It's uh. So uh, they they he's like okay well we can uh we can we can agree on this partnership and Ralph shakes his hand and breaks it because he has no control over his powers and he's right. wearing the suit under his clothes. Like, I'm wearing times, the like, super suit. Which, which he should, he should. Um, I, guess. I have a question. Mm. Why don't they make it more of an effort to find the fucking manual? <laughs> like how many trails are there through the desert one day later? And you know exactly where you broke down. You know exactly where you met Bill. Like just just backtrack and until you find the fucking manual. <laughs> it's a big metal fucking booklet. Uh, that's an excellent point. Yeah, I agree. Like they act like it's gone forever. Like they dropped it in the uh, ocean. Uh, uh, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, the aliens were like, "There's a self-destruct sequence after uh, four, yeah, forty-five minutes or whatever." Yeah, no. I was uh, I, where my mind was at was like he came out here in the middle of nowhere wearing his super suit um, mm-hmm. under his 
street clothes with his new girlfriend, I was thinking she was like, I want, I want you to lay some super pipe, dude. Like, <laughs> leave, leave the suit on. I want to see what because I don't want to sm- see it. <laughs> I want to see what the mattress equivalent of burning footsteps is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, um, have you ever read the classic? Process. Uh, do you know? Um, oh Jesus Christ, Larry Niven. Do you know who Larry Niven is? No, he's the guy who wrote the Ringworld series. This is this classic science fiction series? Um, but he also wrote a whole bunch of short stories, and he wrote this um very famous satirical piece about the physics involved between Lois Lane and Superman. Oh really? And it's called Man of Steel, Woman of Kleenex. Oh, my God. (laughs) And it ponders, like, how a Kryptonian would possibly be able to, you know, romance an Earth woman without essentially blending her. Um, Anyway, it's a I thought it I thought it was pretty funny. I thought it was pretty funny and subversive as a as a uh, freshman in high school. I heard a a dirty joke that's related to that that I could tell real quick. It's uh, Superman's up in the sky flying around and he sees Lois Lane and um, she she's on top of a skyscraper and she's uh, sunbathing in the nude and uh, Superman's like, I'm I'm going to use my super speed to get down there and get it real quick. And uh, Superman uh, climaxes and flies off and Lois Lane goes like, what the heck just happened? And the invisible man says, I don't know, but my ass hurts like hell. <laughs> Anywho, you can cut that from the final product. I will not. Um, <laughs> speaking of aliens, like uh, Kryptonians, the aliens come back at the end of the episode and buzz them and say, you have done well. Yeah, Next time, I- try invisibility. And so uh, Ralph's like, what the fuck? We lost Emmanuel. Come back. Way ahead. And I, I, why doesn't he just fly up and like, I don't know, thump like like Thumper Hood or something. That's a good point. He can fly at this point, but he yeah. just kind of reaches up into the sky helplessly and we get a literal freeze frame. We have some progress. He's allowing her to drive her own vehicle now. That's cool. Oh, that's true. That's true. That was Pam's ask. Look, if wow. I'm going to be part of this team that no one's asked me to join, I'm at least going to drive my own damn car, okay? She must be some sort of feminist or something. She must be <laughs> some sort of feminist or something. Uh, that's it for the episode. That Oof. was, uh, I am, we're, it's going to be interesting to see how this does on the most improved. Uh, so are we going to wrap back around and are we going to do the snake draft style where we do the mm. most, the, the most popular greatest American hero next mm. week? Are we going to roll back to a team? Are we going to do dealer's choice? What are we going to do? Ooh, ooh. Uh, Twitter poll? I don't know. You tell okay. me. What do you think? You're, you're, the, uh, you're the podcast professional. I, I, I am but a I, amateur. I am, my, my schedule is a little too tightly planned to wait for this to come out. Right. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. You know, we record sense. all these in advance. So, like, uh, let's just yeah. make a I'll, – I'll, let's, let's just wrap it back. Let's do, let's do the wraparound. Let's wrap around. Let's wrap around right. and do A-Team. Okay. What is well, the – no, no, no. I think I got it. Uh, let's quickly, let's revisit what we've watched, and let's do what we think will be the least improved to most improved. So, what Ooh. was our best? Let's do what we think was the best pilot first. 
which to uh, me I would be Dukes of Hazard. Yeah, Dukes of Hazard is. I think the Dukes of Hazard has the least potential for a great comeback. Okay, you're right. It's going to because be because it was pretty a good pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So let's let's start with Dukes. Okay, and then um, I don't have the list available. I got but... it. So we got okay. we got Dukes of Hazard, MacGyver. A team, uh-huh. Airwolf, and Greatest American Hero. I'm gonna say MacGyver's probably second. Yeah, not that I it's agree. got. I don't know if it's got a great pilot, but like it's pretty steady. And I, I, yep. I also I don't think it gets much better than that. So then, uh, A team, Airwolf, <laughs> and and it, ooh, A team before Airwolf. So you think A team will improve oh. less than Airwolf? No, that's uh. That's probably fair. Yeah, a, a team Airwolf, greatest surprisingly. American Airwolf was surprisingly bad. The non helicopter places. I, I really, I don't, re- I didn't remember Stringfellow Hawk being quite uh, that big of a uh, just chode. Um, <laughs> so then we're gonna do a team, uh, uh, Airwolf, and then Greatest American Hero. Hero. Yeah. Oh, where is the Greatest American Heroes theme song? Ranked, uh, <laughs> I think does not qualify. <laughs> um, I think it's pretty bad. <laughs> does did not qualify. Got a B and Q. Oh yeah. no. Um. All right, Jay. Can you go on IMDb and tell me what the mo- the most popular by IMDb rating episode of Dukes of Hazard just so we can uh hype it up yeah. for people and they can they can go back and watch it. You can watch a lot of this stuff on like uh what Fubu F- Fubu Tubi uh Roku yeah. channel. Fubu. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything. Yeah, I think it's pretty sure. I think, is there a Fubu TV? It's like sports or something. Fubi Fuba. <laughs> I mean, there's a clothing brand, but I. <laughs> All right, episodes top rated. Friday, September twenty first, nineteen eighty four. Happy season seven, episode one. Happy birthday, no General shot. Lee. Oh man, what is that? So that's, that's that's the most popular, not the highest rated. Like like in ter- that's 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 the IMDb rating for most popular. Uh, season seven. That's that's what I'm seeing. I wonder if that's when the the return Top of the Duke rated boys. at an eight point one. Well, we got a couple of options here. Um, oops. Cause that's just, cause that's so I, I think the, the the story behind that is like there was a lockout season where they did not they they got rid of Tom Wolpat and the other guy so that's it and they brought in cousins that looked and dressed <laughs> identically to them but were not them and everyone hated that's it. that's like what they did with then, um uh that seventies show when they brought in the guy that kind of looked like Eric the sca- Foreman the scab yeah. I, I I didn't I didn't I didn't ever I I watched like the first season or two of seventy show and then fell Dude, off. Dude, I watched but. the shit out of that show. There's also so that's an eight point one. There's another There's eight point one. That's Bad Day and Hazard. Uh, that's season four, episode twenty three. That might be more a finale. See, I I feel like it, it, if it's if it if season four has got to be the absolute cutoff because I will not believe a good episode came out of that show past like season five. All right, let me just read so that. Might I I'd feel real good about a season three. So here's season four. The Dukes are forced to bond with their sworn enemies, Boss Hog and Roscoe, after they are held at gunpoint by a gang of robbers at the Boar's Nest. 
The, that sounds like a team up episode. Sounds like the fun. lead robber posing as a law enforcement officer then orders an emergency evacuation of Hazard, thereby eliminating any witnesses to his plans to rob an armored truck making a delivery to Hazard Bank. <laughs> okay, there's a bank. There's a Hazard Bank apparently. Well, it's got to be read, for the whole county. Let sure. me read the synopsis of this. Um, God, IMDb is a slow website. Yeah, I'm, I'm also think I'm also thinking maybe we said we'd do the highest rated. Maybe we should. Stick well, these to are that tied. These see. are tied. These are both eight point one. Oh, so oh okay. Um, <laughs> this is a one. That was a season four one. That was a season four the, one that you just read the synopsis. Yeah, of? the season seven one. Okay. The Dukes and Cooter recall the origins of the General Lee on the car's eighth birthday. <laughs> That sounds like a clip show. <laughs> but a, a clip show couldn't possibly be the number one rated episode. There's no way, right? <laughs> I kind of want to see what this car's eighth birthday is all about. Well, it's your it's your shadowy flight through '80s action television. Oh, so, what are you feeling? Are you God. feeling you feeling like the Gonzo season seven uh, season no, premiere, I, or likely no, the season finale? Of we got to do the team up one, right? We got to do the team up. Okay. So what what episode is that? It's season four, season oh four. Uh, yeah. Oh man. E o twenty three. You said IMDb is not a good website. Is all I can say at this moment. It's doing a lot. Doing a lot for a lot. It's chugging along here. It's chugging along. Uh, <laughs> Gnarls says age is the age is the age of consent for a car in, in Georgia, right? Yeah, oh, no. yeah. So they're going to take Junior Lee out to the, the titty bar, and get it drunk. No. The, You've carried a lot of shine in your day, General. Time for you to taste some. <laughs> Season four, episode twenty-three, bad day in hazard. <laughs> I think that's bad day in that's hazard. Where we okay, so at the end off. of each, at the end of each episode, we will pick. Uh, at each episode, yeah. episode, we'll pick the end. And of course, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna climax the season with a classic Night Rider. Yes. Episode that oh I'm my going god, I miss Night Rider so much. I I yeah, legitimately like that show. And the fact that we aren't just watching more Knight Rider has actually made me sad at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, if you want to come to us with a sad conclusion, uh, that's what our plan is for the rest of the season. Um, if you'd like to send us feedback, Feeny at baldmove.com is how you do that. And uh, Jay, where can they follow you in your shadowy flights through the internet? Twitch, blue underscore J underscore streams. Um, YouTube, Blue Jay Space Streams. Uh, it's got a little picture of a bird, a Blue Jay, with a pink background. My SEO's not good. If you just type in Blue Jay Streams, guess what you mostly get? Uh, Blue Jays Baseball. Streams of Blue Jays? <laughs> Clips. Oh, right, there's a baseball yeah, team, too. Yeah, yes. I didn't think that one through, did I? Oops. Like, damn, you, if you can't if you can't uh, compete with their wildlife cams, <laughs> I don't know, man. But uh, Major League Baseball, is a, it's a billion-dollar industry. Yeah, it's a, yeah. That's a rough but, one. Um, I really want to get my YouTube to 1,000 subs. I'm almost halfway there, so help me out. Hell, yeah. I think we can get, I think we can get you there. We get you there you. by the end of the season. Thank you. Uh, guys, thanks for joining us once again. 
uh, that email address if you'd like to send feedback, feeny at baldmove.com. We will see you next week for Dukes of Hazard Season 4, Episode 23. If you want to do your homework, bad day and hazard. Uh, take us out of here, Jesse. Oh, hey, Aaron. Why don't you uh, hit the old ejector seats for us, please? Boing. Love it. Such a good sign out. Breaking me out of the space.